It's Thursday, October the 29th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, new lockdowns in Europe and millions vote in Bihar. First, the world in brief. In response to surging rates of infection, France imposed a second national lockdown. President Emmanuel Macron said that the coronavirus is now spreading faster than the most pessimistic projections had allowed. Frenchmen venturing outdoors will need to carry documents for police to check, though schools will remain open. Germany closed bars, restaurants and cinemas for a month. Russia's deputy prime minister reported that 90% of its hospital beds were full in 16 of the country's 49 regions. European stock markets quailed at the wave of bad news. American share prices also fell amid fears that rising COVID-19 cases in Europe and at home would imperil a delicate economic recovery. Hopes of a fresh stimulus deal before the presidential election on November 3rd are dim. There are also worries that the result may be contested. The S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average both dropped by more than 3%. Millions of Indians started voting in the state of Bihar, even as the country approaches 8 million recorded cases of COVID-19. Its elections will be the largest held anywhere since the pandemic began. Bihar is currently governed by an alliance headed by the Bharatiya Janata Party, which also rules at national level. Its manifesto promised a free vaccination for every Bihari. Boeing unveiled its fourth consecutive quarter in the red, losing $466 million in the three months to the end of September because of the pandemic and the grounding of its 737 MAX airliners. It also announced plans to axe another 7,000 employees. By 2022, it will have shed a fifth of the 160,000 people it employed before the crisis. Shares in Deutsche Bank fell despite the German bank reporting an unexpected return to profit in the three months to the end of September. It made 182 million euros, 214 million dollars for its shareholders, the first profit since the first quarter of 2019, thanks to a 47% increase in revenue from bond trading and falling provisions for credit losses. American lawmakers accused the chief executives of Alphabet, the parent company of Google, Facebook and Twitter of abusing their power at a Senate hearing. Congress wants to update Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which gives some online platforms legal immunity from the content users post. The tech leaders, appearing virtually, defended the rule. And LVMH's takeover of Tiffany is back on after the American Jewelers Board lowered its asking price. LVMH, a French luxury goods giant, struck a deal for $16.2 billion in November 2019, but reneged in September, citing trade tensions and the pandemic, resulting in acrimony and lawsuits. The new price is $15.8 billion. Analysts questioned whether the reduction merited the hassle. And now, here's today's agenda. Dead Cat Bounce, America's Economic Recovery. America's third quarter GDP figure is due today, and it is expected to be a doozy. The economy probably grew by about 8% between the second three months of the year and the third, shattering all past records for quarterly growth. 
Unfortunately, the performance follows on the heels of an even more staggering 9% drop in output in the second quarter, the result of COVID-19 placing economic activity into a deep freeze. Soaring third quarter output reflects a resumption of some interrupted business. Nonetheless, it leaves America's GDP more than 2% below its level a year ago. So while President Donald Trump might hope the bumper growth figures will give his campaign a boost in the last days before the elections, Americans are still feeling the pain of economic weakness. And they are beginning to worry that a new surge in COVID-19 cases could mean ground that has been recovered will soon be lost again. Brexit from Brent. Exxon leaves the North Sea. Exxon is slimming down. After selling holdings in Norway last year, the American oil giant has set a deadline of today for bids on its assets in British waters in the North Sea. Firms across the industry have been divesting themselves of older assets, turning instead to younger, more promising prospects. Exxon has been looking to sell its North Sea operations, which are more than 50 years old, for at least the past year. Even though the area's resources are depleting, buyers remain interested. Chevron and ConocoPhillips shed their own old North Sea fields last year for $2 billion and $2.7 billion, respectively. But that was before the pandemic, which has slashed oil demand and prices across the world. Any news of unexpectedly high offers ahead of tomorrow's quarterly earnings release would hearten Exxon's investors, who have been warned to expect a disappointing set of results overall. Where there is discord, Nagorno-Karabakh talks. International talks about Nagorno-Karabakh, a separatist ethnic Armenian enclave inside Azerbaijan like those held today in Geneva, normally do not attract much attention. The so-called Minsk Group, co-chaired by America, France and Russia, has been yakking for years with little result. But now the issue has grabbed the world's attention. Frustrated by the lack of progress, last month Azerbaijan started a full-scale war to regain the territories it had lost to Armenians in the 1990s. Apart from Nagorno-Karabakh itself, these included seven adjacent areas which form a buffer zone between the region and Armenia proper. After a month of fighting, Azeri forces now partially control four out of the seven districts and are within firing range of the main supply route from Armenia to Nagorno-Karabakh itself. Unless talks in Geneva recognize this new reality on the ground and offer Azerbaijan a concrete schedule for Armenia's withdrawal, the war is likely to go on. Delayed reaction, the European Central Bank Rate-setters at the ECB have plenty to discuss at their monetary policy meeting today. Annual inflation languished below zero in September, well below the bank's target of inflation close to but below 2%. GDP figures due tomorrow are expected to show that economic growth in the euro area bounced back in the third quarter, but that recovery seems likely to have been short-lived. The coronavirus is spreading across the continent again, and governments are imposing tighter restrictions on activity. The ECB already plans to buy up to 1.35 trillion euros, 1.6 trillion dollars in government and corporate bonds to help the economy withstand the pandemic. Should it do more? Some members of the bank's governing council will press to answer that question only in December, when the bank does a full assessment of the economy's prospects. Most economists therefore expect the ECB to sit tight today. Expectations of easing in December, though, are building.
Hell hath no fury, Poland's abortion strike. Women across Poland have taken time off school, university and work this week to protest against a ruling by the Constitutional Tribunal on October 22nd that further limits access to abortions. The country's rules, which are already among the tightest in Europe, will no longer allow doctors to terminate pregnancies in cases of severe and irreversible fetal defects, which account for almost all legal abortions in Poland. Politicians in the ruling Law and Justice, Peace Party, backed by the Catholic Church, have long called for tighter restrictions on abortion. The tribunal's decision was condemned by human rights groups. Popular support for it is limited too. 63% of Poles favour access to abortion in cases of severe fetal defects, according to a poll conducted this week. Just 13% of respondents supported the ruling. Yet despite criticism at home and abroad, the peace leadership is defending it. The judgment will take effect as soon as it is formally published. Finally, here's the quote of the day from A.J. Ayer, who was born on this day in 1910. No moral system can rest solely on authority. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.